minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's game to lose here. Sandaland's the big fist. Oh, look at that field. Somehow, the interchange bench and into his hands. Daddy, welcome back from a uh, disappointing week off from Dork Talk, but back. Well, I feel like our missing an ep probably is what didn't get the team over the line. Like, so we're really sorry to all Dockers fans um, and the team and Ross, particularly Ross. Like, he didn't mention it in a press conference, but you know he was thinking it. There were passengers, and we were two of them, Juddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There were there were about twenty others, but. Um, out of the 24, including me and you, there was 22 passengers, I reckon. Yeah, and the technical difficulties do come about with me being live in Dunsborough, WA, you in Queensland, uh, you're a studying doctor, I'm a flourishing carpenter. Right, and there's a lot of internet, a lot of internet troubles over here as well at the moment. But we'll touch, we'll touch on what we went through with Adelaide before we dive into the Pies game. Yeah, well, I think the main thing with the Adelaide game, it was a bit of a write-off, a bit of a, um, you know, that effort. We we were expecting a couple of games like that where they just wouldn't rock up. Um, and, you know, it was good to see Connor Blakely and Weller and um, Tucker play well. Um, but really, you know, I've forgotten about Adelaide already. Yeah, we've definitely moved on. And then we'll dive straight into, I suppose, what was... In a way, a disappointing loss. 12 goals, 13, 85. Dockers went down to the Magpies, 15, 15, 105. What were your thoughts, Juddy? My immediate thoughts watching the game um, were that most of the game when we had a sniff, which was a lot of the game, um, to give us credit, it was we didn't deserve a sniff. Like We weren't playing very well and we were only in it because they were missing goals or they'd stuff up in a key moment and we'd get a goal. Um, and then in the end, we stuffed up more than them, um, and they won. Like, I think particularly it's pretty brave that they got over the line with, you know, Levi Green was running around with a cork, and they had 17 fit men or whatever it was, but we were pretty bad. It's pretty disappointing. I think that's the sort of effort we were expecting every now and then when, the, like, skill errors and things. Yeah, well, I was lucky enough not to have to watch it. Unfortunately, I had to listen to it, and listening to it was probably in <laughs> Wouldn't a way, have been fun. no. No, I mean, there was, it's just sounded like a lot of turnovers and turnovers are pretty hard to explain on the radio and like, it's tough for them to describe the position of the field and so I'm always waiting to hear names and I'm like, turnover, Johnson, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's a deep, deep turnover. <laughs> like, I want to hear turnover Tabernar or turnover McCarthy, not turnover Ibbotson. Oh yeah, there, there are a lot of back half turnovers, which was sort of the Dockers of 20... Um... 16 but um it is hard when you listen to the radio and you know when there's like a couple of johnsons and on either team you're like which johnson mate come on um it's it's actually pretty tough (laughs) but looking through the positives i did i did watch the highlights and did watch a few quarters it's good to see the young guys getting around it and your mate connor blakely wasn't the the uh, most elite with the foot, but it's good to see him getting the ball. Yeah, he continues to become that contested player, like a bit of a Joe Watson in the early days. Remember how he just... Yeah. 
Like Blakely should almost just be the hand pass player. Like yeah, hand pass Matthew or quick kick. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if you think about uh, the effectiveness of those sort of players when you've got Brad Hill and, and Stephen Hill and all those guys on the outside, so um, I think he gets found out with his kicking, but. We've never relied on him for kicking. I think it's more disappointing when you see Fife helicopter them. But anyway, um, what do you think about Fife's game? I thought he tried. Yeah, I, I find all Fife's games like promising. It's good to see him slot a goal. Good to see him get that done. That was I, a good goal, actually. That snap. I I don't think he's down on form, and I think he's getting a solid he's, whack. I mean, he had seven tackles. Um, I thought he's he was down on form from, the front. from when his you have a brown low year. Yeah, that's which what is, they're saying. Which I is mean, fair, but it's also like, can we have some perspective here? Yeah. I thought he was leading from the front, though, and the stats represent that. I mean, he had yeah. 24 touches, seven tackles. Um, he hasn't dipped below 20 one. touches. They're, they're talking about it like it's doomsday, like he's sort of put the cue in the rack and all these things. Mm. He's performing okay in teams that are doing okay. And he's, he's yeah, I think we'll um, definitely it, get it'll to take those, a while to get his feet We'll get back. to those five comments in the, in the MRP. Mm. But, yeah, I think as a group, there was a stages where they just needed to step up and it was like it got to a point, like a climax, and then the boys just backed off. They just couldn't, they could not get it going. Yeah, and look, I agree. And there was sort of where we needed someone to stand up and take control of the game in terms of skill execution, I found particularly, because it was just the woeful, you know, missed hand pass, mixed kick. And it wasn't necessarily young guys. It was Johnson, you know, the Fives and the Mundies and... All those people, so it was a bit disappointing like that. Um, uh, like Brad Hill's goal would have been really handy to put us even eighty six apiece. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was talking recently today that I was saying if we had won that, it would have been probably a negative in terms of it would have reinforced that we can play crap for a lot of the game and win still. Whereas the other games, it's been like playing bad for two quarters or one quarter where we've won which I don't mind that that comeback effort but this would have been a rewarding really really poor output yeah we so. certainly struggled when Collingwood possessed the ball like they their uncontested possessions and marks were through the roof like they were just able to control for too long and then when we got it just butchered it yeah the, I remember looking at half time we were getting pantsed in the stats uh, I think clearances might have been the only thing that we got back but um, it really was a funny game of seesawing midfield um, dominance. So Collingwood had it early, we'd win it back. And the team that had that midfield dominance, and it was generally centre square dominance, um, would just be in control. Um, and, and really, I think we let them out the back a few times from round the ground clearances where they scored. But um, it was funny, like, you know, Collingwood were up, then we were up. It wasn't sort of this midfield struggle, it was either mm. one or the other. But when the game was there to be won, we needed like an Elliott kind of third quarter or like a Pendlebury. I think he slotted that one from outside 50. The Pies, they stood up and got it done, which is what we would have probably hoped for our yeah, guys to do. I think it was unfortunate that all the Pies injuries were to their like weird forwards and stuff. It wasn't to <laughs> Pendlebury, Trelaw, you know, Tatter, Ooh, no, Adams, Elliot, all Elliot those guys. And Imagine if well, those guys well still played the for the GWS. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, we've got exciting news when we look to the future, Juddy, and this week, because you'll be there live, mate. It's coming. The footy's coming to me. Um, (laughs) 
And the interesting thing is I haven't had too many games where I've been at live. I think because I went and watched the Eagles Gold Coast on the weekend to see Big Eggs McKenzie. Uh, he yep. didn't kick a goal. He played mm. back line and he barely left the back half. I was watch- I went end-to-end watching him. Um, <laughs> but the reverse end-to-end, like going back line to back line, it's pretty interesting to watch. Juddy's actually. prediction last week was that Big Eggs McKenzie would slot a sozzy. Kick a yeah. Apple oh, I forget that, you know, Cyberspace still has that episode. Yeah, so my prediction yeah. was that. I think you predicted that Fife would go uh, mental, so we were both yeah. a little bit off there. Yeah. Um, but so, no, it's up. So it's up including there. that game, including the Eagles game, I've seen the Dockers beat North with a kick in the last minute. I've seen the Dockers beat Richmond with a kick after the siren. And I've seen uh, the Gold Coast <laughs> beat Eagles with a kick in the last 90 seconds. So Big old two-metre Peter. I think um, I think I'm the I just you know I'm sort of like the rain I just bring all these games into this mush and uh, yeah. bring everyone back down lowest common denominator stuff but hopefully well, I it's hope not the boys, a kick, yeah the boys rock up this week because it it should be a win on the board we should definitely be able to beat Brisbane um, but we've it's got some definitely big outs. a question mark if if we can't isn't it regardless yeah. of outs. Um, yeah, so Big Sandy's definitely not not playing. He's not back. It's gone from a minor tightening of the hamstring to a three game in, uh, three mm. game injury, which is interesting. Um, I dare say they're probably just not risking anything at all with him. Apparently, he ran on Tuesday and then he got a bit sore today, so they're like, "No, nah, stuff it." How's um, side note? Josh Kennedy was spotted down south in Margaret River on crutches, barely being able to walk. And I'm not sure, but it's rumoured he's going to be named this week. Well, oh, they've got sorry, a bye this week. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the following. I read that article too saying that he's aiming to play after the bye. I'm not sure if that's him aiming or if it's the Eagles saying, yes, we think we're going to play him after the bye. But um, it'd be interesting. It's a quick turn. All, they have, to do, all, down, that, all they have to do is look at across the... Uh, well, across the river, basically, um, at the dockers and see all the long-term calves that we've been having. Mm. I wouldn't be pushing any calves. I know the Eagles nah. are in a bit of dire, but you wouldn't waste your, probably their best player or most important player. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be, like, it'd be like us risking Pav. I wouldn't do it for a week <laughs> back in the day. Um, but look at this week. Not that Kennedy's anywhere near Pav, and I think Kennedy's an excellent player, so that's how much I love Pav. <laughs> Looking to Brisbane, what yep. do you think needs to happen to get the four points? Well, firstly, Brisbane have started well on a couple of occasions where they've shocked teams. So I remember against Bulldogs, they were you know up by 40 points at quarter time or half time or whatever. Um, so we need to make sure that we're not too far behind at quarter time. And that's always a problem with us. Um, I always get really worried in the first quarter when we come out. And then we, we gain dominance in the third. Our third quarter is just our best quarter by far. So mm. if we're even at halftime, I reckon we're a very good chance to win a lot of games, not just necessarily yeah. against Brisbane. But if we can't be six goals down at quarter time, that's going to be a night. I'll probably jump off the, t- the second tier if that happens. Um, I think the other thing is, again... Um, we need to cut out those terrible skill errors. So, again, it's about us, not them. And I think we yeah. could have easily beaten Collingwood if we cut out Definitely. a few skill errors. <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, the good thing is this year it's about us, not them. I think we just need to, hopefully this week, we get our forward line functioning a lot better, which I think will take a lot of the stress out of 
the mids, if we can get the ball up forward, lock it in, move it out, and then make it so much harder for that transition. That, and That's I a think, really good point. It's a really good point. Do you notice that we win the ball out of the centre and get a turnover mark from a quick kick, like the opposition marks it so many times? Like, where yeah. are we standing? Like, if we think a quick kick's coming, can we just be slightly in front of our opponent? Like, it does, what, yeah. What it ha- seems to and, and a lot. And the other way around, kicks. exactly, the other way around, when they get a quick kick out of a pack, it's always that team marking it. We never are the ones intercepting it. It's like, hang on, how can we get done on both ends of this? It's a, I, a lion mentioned it. He said it's poor positioning. It's like yes, it is poor positioning, but it seems to happen all the time. Ross, please do yeah. something or whip someone. They're definitely not reading it as well, and I think they the backline gets hurt when there's no outlet kick, and that really kills us. So that's what I mean by the forward line functioning up and down yeah. the ground. But they the, that, the that was an Adla- uh, a problem identified against Adelaide too, oh, like absolutely. the taverners and people not leading up to give us you know at least a contest. A reset so at big one. 80 metres out or whatever. Yeah. The, the big one for me is those boys need to get going. And I mean, yeah. I'm getting sick and tired of waiting of rickety cricket, McCarthy taking over extra luggage on his away <laughs> games and not coming home with a big old bag. Coming, coming home with uh, empty empty suitcases, empty bags. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's applied for extra baggage every trip. So, the, obviously, Purple Rain love uh, Gabbana. So, when Tabana goes over to the Gabba and kicks a bag, which he's done a couple of times. Did he kick four um, and a quarter? He kicked a lot. I was there last year. It was when that was our four. third win in a row. We beat, no, sorry, our second. We beat Essendon, then we beat second Brisbane, then we beat Port. Um, and then we only won one more for the season. That was good. I'm glad I got to see a win last year because it was a tough year. For Juddy. Um, yeah, for Juddy. Um I was just having a look at the forecast, so it's been beautiful weather this week, and then I looked on Saturday, and it's a bit wet, so great. Mm. <laughs> um, but with no Sandy, it's sort of like a a Darcy, I think Sean, I think Darcy will probably play, Darcy Griffin sharing the ruck, which would probably be a good game for Darcy to learn in, like a not too important, um, but again, to good ruckman in Steph Martin. Yeah, well, we hope um, that they show up for you, and then we get it done. Mm. Um, and we'll look forward to recapping that next week. But we've got some big segments to get through now, Juddy, especially <laughs> since we missed last week. Last week was a corker for everyone who missed out. And shout out. Take our word our for it. Oh, we need to have a couple of shout outs. So firstly, number Chris, one Spencer, Chris Spencer, our new number one ticket holder. Um, mate, uh, we're just going to try and get it done for you now. Absolutely. Um, we really love it. If we ever make a sticker or a T-shirt, first one's coming to you, Chris. Definitely. Um, also, Mary Newman, uh, uh, one of our co-hosts or guest hosts, Magnus Newman's um, wife or lovely missus, she uh, apparently was very disappointed that there was no episode last week. She's big on her footy podcast. So shout out to you, Mary, for listening to us. Yeah. Um, and uh, look... Yeah, we're, we're hopefully we'll keep delivering some. Uh, we'll hopefully deliver episodes firstly, but hopefully they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll just try and get them out. <laughs> we'll try into and the interweb. Look, but, in, in all fairness, it's a bit like the Dockers um, from last year to this year. We've come from YouTube to, <laughs> to yeah, actual podcast. We're growing. So I mean, we've come off the Adelaide be, game. Yeah, exactly. But we'll dive straight <laughs> in to the media review panel. We got a few yes. people to put under scrutiny. Especially from last week, Juddy, you got to follow up. Yeah, well, look, last week we spoke a lot about Robbo t- uh, tweeting out about um, uh, what solo. did he say? 
Pasolo, so must be good, good. drugs because depression on Tuesday and then training on a Thursday. And we were just saying how ignorant that is um, to, to start saying. Um, and really, this week, so obviously we didn't go to air last week, this week, um, I really want to just whack everyone else for not going hard enough at him. Like, why is he a protected species? Again, yeah, they definitely we, we, brushed know, it under. Um, we've gotten stuck into bloody... I, Heath Shaw for a slip of the tongue. We get stuck into bloody um, Carlisle and all those guys for saying something about a missus and, you know, calling for reviews, but someone says something about mental health and it's almost Mate, like, what about when Goddard knocks over a couple of cups and some lollies? Yeah, I love that, though. He's such an idiot. That's such a soft thing to do. I did love I Goddard at St Kilda, but, yeah. I, I love that. It's such a pointless thing to do. I would Did you see the look Heppel gave him? Just this like angry mother look. Like, mate, come on. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he did slip up, but he got drilled for that. Really. Yeah. Good though. But yeah, I don't know, we need to give. So Robert. we did. So look, yeah, I so think Robert's Robert, follow up whack. And we're going to melee rule the rest of the media for not mm. talking about him enough. So their fines coming out. <laughs> Yeah, just expect it, mate. You're going to be sending us checks in the mail. I've got um, a big one to bring up this week. I got... Uh, Please do. So, read an article on the Eagles, actually, based on the Eagles, and it was from Kim Hagdorn. Yeah, he's was, the one. That, he hosts 6PR. He's an interesting he, old dude. <laughs> he's calling Adam Simpson's, Adam Simpson's toughest coaching decision is what to do with Matthew Prittis and his playing career. That's the biggest really? issue. Yeah, biggest issue that he's got <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, that's sort of... Oh, I'd grade that as careless because I don't really care too much about it. I did, uh, some, I did some digging as well <laughs> into Kim. Yeah. Kim's, Kim's greatest achievement, sporting achievement, is he played one test match of Shield cricket for WA. Did he? He oh, bowled wow. six overs... Took no wickets, didn't get to bat. WA won by an innings and like X amount of runs. So he bowled six overs in a three day. I think it, I think it went for two days. That was like majority of his Wikipedia stuff. Have you listened to him talk on Six PR? So I probably listened to him talk, but haven't taken notice. Of him I will oh, now. He, sound, he sounds like a bit of a nuffy um, when he talks, but um, really he uh, he doesn't really have very very many good insights into things, and he's and sort again, of like he talks. He's with Carl Langdon, so. Um, He's him comparing Prittis' Brownlow season to this season, and it's like oh. the uncomparable. So yeah. So how long ago was get, that? That was twenty fourteen. That was three years mm, ago. That's an immediate week. Just yeah, for those well, comparisons, from based on what happened with Fife and the, and the punishments we gave out for those comments, that gets immediate. Me, week. The media are just filth at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they struggling. Media. It is slow like, news weeks with the buy as well. Yeah, true, and they're just inventing stories, aren't they? Like, so um, yeah, so how, how good's how they've had that that article last week, and then more people have come out and written about Fife again. It's like, haven't we spoken about that already? They did the Fife one where everyone they were like, um, like Fife's playing career, then blank, and then they had like a lot of people do short comments on it, and I read it, and one of them was pretty funny. It's like Nat Fife is. And he's like staying as a Photoshop document on my desktop. Yeah, I'm putting him with on at three, least different three different jumpers. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. I like that one. Um, See, they were yeah, all just like Perth one. Now reporters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, oh, the media, I reckon, let's just give a blanket week to all of AFL media. Yeah, 
just for you know, uh, and I mean, just and it's for just crap like output. <laughs> Robbo's again on TV. He's not taking it seriously. We'll again write to him. Um, we'll get that done. Well, yeah, we, we did say we we're going to write to him last week. I think we've got more ammo this week. So hopefully, um, look, you might want to retell your story about your mate writing in a letter to oh, uh, <laughs> Chili Tuna. Yeah, yeah, we we're talking about writing a letter to see what happens. And Darren at work brought up a story this week that he emailed, I think it's John West Tuna. He constantly buys just the chili flavor. And he bought a batch. He obviously buys bulk for convenience. He's bought a batch and it's just had no chili in it. Every can, can after can, no chili. I'd be flat. Yeah. So he's written to him, handwritten it, sent it to him. <laughs> I'd love to get that letter, by the way. I can imagine Darren's writing skills aren't ideal. Oof, they would have gone, and that letter would have gone around the office. They've replied and sent him a check for a dollar eighty, which which was <laughs> the amount of chili, which was withheld. Oh, ripper! That's an absolute ripper. I had a mate in school once, um, this is when we were in about year 11, I think it was Dugan Dallymore, if anyone that went to Christchurch listens to Dugan this. Dugan Dallymore. Um, so he got the choc chip muesli bars and he bought a packet and he found one that only had one choc chip on it. <laughs> he wrote them a letter and they sent him like five boxes. <laughs> That's what he was expecting and I have heard stories like that before. I've heard them with potato chips if you get like empty ones. An empty just one, seems- yeah. I mean that's just like chips these days, but we won't get into chips. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna switch our attention. We've got a new and exciting segment, Juddy, that you want to bring up. Yeah, look, I think um, particularly in the buy rounds, we're gonna get rid of uh, uh, fantasy Reverse and fantasy. Um, yeah. So Spud Fantasy's out. For those new people, what we do every week is uh, pick the worst fantasy performing players in the AFL, and we each pick our best three and. Um, and we had a draft, and uh, so far it's seven games to one to myself mm. with... Uh, with Juddy, um, had, Juddy has picked two players. <laughs> Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown at St Kilda has been the best pickup. He doesn't score over 40. Anyway, um, so we're going to not do that over the ball rounds. And we've come up with a new one where um, each week we'll pick a topic about the Dockers, and it's going to be the top three. So top three anything. And uh, do you want to take us through this week, Monkey? So, top three worst drafts Fremantle have done in their history. Well, it's worst recruits worst from recruits, another team. Sorry, not drafts. Yeah. yeah, worst recruits. Worst drafts, mate. We'd be doing an hour episode on just that. <laughs> <laughs> so, taken take number three spot, Juddy. Who have you got? Uh, so, I didn't mind this trade when it happened. In hindsight, it was terrible. But Scott, Dump- Scott Gumbleton, we traded mm-hmm. pick 55 to the Bombers for him. The guy hadn't played footy in about two or three years. He was pretty much the Morabito of Essendon. Uh, came over to us, didn't play a game, hurt his hamstring probably in round four and just retired. <laughs> uh, just really a nothing. I feel sorry for the guy. I think he was pretty talented, but um, not ideal to trade draft picks for that. Did Gumbleton go as a low draft pick? He would have been three. Yeah, top I- three. Top three. I think he was two or three. He yeah. was a very, very highly regarded junior key position. Yeah, but, yeah but unfortunately sort of retired in 2014, not able to don jersey for us. So yeah, that takes... I'm pretty flat about that. I imagine add him to the list of Dockers. Yeah. But yeah, n- never got to play. <laughs> Who picked him at number two? Bombers. What do you mean? No, who pipped him? Who took number oh, two spot? 
Oh, Pim Tim, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, so who so, was number two pick in that year of Gumbleton's draft? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, so num- number two uh, of n- the second worst recruit from another club that Dockers have picked up was uh, old mate John slash Jack Anthony, um, who we got in the preseason draft. So lucky we didn't trade for him at number six in the preseason draft. Apparently, um, I was reading that Melbourne were after him too, but we must have had a higher pick than Melbourne in the preseason draft. So he played eight games. He averaged eight touches a game. Which, well, I don't know. He used to average that much and kick six goals at Collingwood in his heyday. Mm. He scored three goals too in his eight games. Uh, and really, he was yeah. pretty much a passenger from day one. Uh, he- and I, I think... He's a terrible, four games he's each, a small, in two years. Four games each year for two seasons, and then just gone. He's quite short and runs quite awkwardly. He's a, a small medium forward, isn't he? Like Collingwood he's not a small seem forward. to pump those players out like weird running. Like Jamie Elliott, Jamie Elliott, yeah. and those sort of guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's sure. Dane Swan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Something true. Really like nuggety, weird. Yeah. Like North Beach, they have a lot of those guys. Shouldn't compare. Old Anthony to Dane Swan, but yes, n- not the same. Uh, not the same vintage. Those two. No. Um, I've so, got a feeling I know who's going to take number one. Well, it'd be really hard not to bring this guy up. So, um, w- this is one of our first free agents. I'm not yeah. sure if we got Daniel Pierce before or after him, but one of our first free agents. Uh, so Colin Sylvia brought across from Melbourne in his late 20s when he'd been playing pretty good footy, I think, for Melbourne. Um, and uh, we brought him across. So initially, um, I'm pretty sure he got told that he was overweight when he got here and got sent to fat camp. Mm. Um, he ended up playing six games, scored one goal three, averaged nine possessions a game was just woeful for that. I think he was only there for a season. Um, one of the worst recruits. Lucky he was a free agent, but we would have been paying him a bit of money too. Um, so I've got two stories about Sylvia. So firstly, from, you know, the grapevine, I think it was from Ducky actually. Well, uh, you we heard, have got some grapevine footy stories. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we heard that the reason Colin Sylvia wasn't getting picked each week um, so Ross obviously has a quite intense full-team game plan that he runs, which most clubs have. I think all clubs would have it. Um, and what he did was he'd do little tests just to make sure that people knew what, what they were supposed to do. So I think it would be like, you know, in this situation, where do you go? Apparently Colin Sylvia kept failing <laughs> his tests <laughs> and so he couldn't play and to keep learning. And apparently... I don't know if this is true. I'd love it to be true. He was like, mate, at Melbourne, we never had anything like this. Like, it was basically just put 18 dudes on the field and go run around like chooks with the head cut off. That was in the, the dark days of Melbourne. Um, so the final story was just before I moved over to Brisbane, um, I had a going away party. So this was in about January. Uh, and this was the start. Maybe he was there two seasons because it would have been the start of his second season. So January, not long either side of Australia Day, so, you know, middle of pre-season, basically, for these guys. Saturday night, big, big piss up at my house, you know, we got a bus that took us to the casino after, so we all went to the casino. Um, we're walking through the casino, like, as we enter at about one o'clock uh, in the morning, and someone spots Colin Sylvia sitting by himself with a schooner, 
just playing the pokies, just yes. pumping it in. <laughs> just silent playing the pokies. And we were like, holy Mary, if he can... If, if he gets away with that and still gets a game, obviously he did, I don't think he played again and was retired slash um, fired, you know, early that season, didn't even make the season. So um, they're my two Colin Sylvia stories and they really sort of fit the way he went about his stuff at Freo. Yeah. But in, I mean, I would have drafted him. He was really good at... I love oh, the yeah, no. double strap shoulder as well. It's like a big tick for me. I'd, I actually didn't mind the pickup but didn't realise how... It's probably a product of how bad Melbourne were. This yep. guy obviously wasn't committed. You know, there are 30-year-olds that have done well when they come over. Um, but he obviously was not He was one not, of those and that's why he makes, he makes the number one spot on Juddy's worst trades for the Dockers. So that's, yeah, n- number one of the, the top three. So look forward to next week and happy oh. if you give me ideas as well. So po- post up. Definitely Chris Spencer looking up. at you, mate. You can post an idea. We'd happily oblige. <laughs> but we'll move on to my favourite segment, which is the Ruffies, the Jared yeah, Ruffies. Yeah, the Jareds. Where we completely encourage gambling, uh, punting, and, and just any kind of betting on, on this podcast. Yeah, and look, why not? Have a little tickle. Have a big tickle. <laughs> Wow, yeah, each to their own. Apparently someone on the weekend in Perth put 99 grand on a favourite horse, paying a dollar ten or dollar twenty or something, came second. Oh, mate, did you hear also, you know who he should have put it on? Horsey Mick Horseface. Oh, yes. So that's going to be, that, that horse is going to be worth nothing because everyone's going to bet on it now that's had a win. Oh, mate, first win. Horsey Mick yeah, Horseface. So good. There's a horse called Jon Snow, which I was getting around, um, and it had a win, so now I'm always going to bet on it. Do love three, my game of three good reasons to punt already, and we haven't even started. <laughs> so, um, last Unfortunately, week... Unfortunately, yeah, and this is no word of a lie, last week, uh, yeah. I tipped, tipped Gold Coast. You did, at $2.25. I watched it live. They shouldn't have won. They did. Eagles really, you know, need to sort their, sort their stuff out. Jared, if you're listening, mate, I'd love your tips. Because it's no longer an MCG problem. It's just a general problem. problem. Um, so you had a good win. Uh, I tipped Essendon, which was good odds at four, but GWS too good. So GWS are really starting to hit their straps. And, um, and you know, it's really concerning that they have only lost two games and half their squad of stars, so, you know, like um, Cornelio and all these guys are sitting on the sidelines. So. I reckon their injured list could possibly be inside the top four if they could play. Like, if you just put that injured list on it's, the field. It's all coming to fruition. You know, the, the preseason. I, I, I don't know if we might have been cut out last week or whatever when we said it, but it was lazy dialogue when people preseason were sort of saying, like, you know, GWS don't have to try. They've got it in the bag. But, you know, even though that was late, they were just parroting that from, you know, maybe one or two people in the media. But it really is coming and starting to look mm. like that because they are killing it. And, and this um, is a great segue for me into my yeah. pick for this week. Uh, ooh, ooh, yeah, so you've gone with... <laughs> gone with GWS going down to Carlton. Yeah, which is a tough one, isn't it, to see? Well, you can spend your $5 any way you want, mate. they're paying. I just think, I'm hoping for rain, and I think it is. 
I'm not I'm not the weatherman. It's not this segment. It's not this podcast. You better it's hope it's not at Eddie Had, bud. Why not? Oh, they yeah. close the roof, bud. <laughs> indoor. Speaking of indoor sports, indoor cricket win tonight. The yeah. mighty team's going to make finals. So get around. Oh, bo- I actually bowled someone. You know my. I call it slow to medium pie, my, my bowling action, and I bowled You'd someone. You'd be more a Chinaman, awesome. I reckon. I've never understood what Chinaman was. I always I laughed at it. Chinaman's never like understood. leg spin if you're left-handed. Okay, no, I don't bowl spin. There's definitely no spin. When it was He's, humid, I was I was hooping them. I was really swinging them, but not anymore. It's too cold it humid? in Brisbane you're now. Inside. It's still pretty humid in Brisbane everywhere. Like yeah, The humidity, the air outside gets inside. Mm. It's in like a big you. shed, man. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you what it's like here. It's cold. Yeah, it's pretty cold here too, actually. Uh, here's the weather update. Bomb, <laughs> bomb.gov. Uh, but... Sponsor us. Um, so I'm going to go this week with Gold Coast. So Gold Coast versus the Hawks at $2.30. So they're not favourite, even though the Hawks suck. Hawks were woeful last week and Gold Coast won. And somehow Hawks are favourite. It's in Gold just, Coast, apparently. Like... No, it must be in Melbourne. I just, that's why I kept backing him at the start of the year. But you know what? They're garbage. They're gone. Gold Coast or Hawks? Hawks. <laughs> yeah, they are garbage. I wouldn't stress about them. I wish we had played them a couple of weeks ago just for a bit of payback for when they used to spank us. Oh, I think there's a lot of teams getting payback. Oh, they used to pants us so bad, though. They pants Those... everyone. Those games where they'd beat us by 80 points and, you know, I just feel like, oh, good Lord. Yeah, I think they did us in Tasmania pretty bad once after, I think that was the year after the Grandy. Yeah, they definitely um, they definitely don't go easy on us, do they? No. Um, all right, so we're at about 30-odd minutes. Shall we move into uh, some predictions for this week? Yeah. Have you, have you got something you want to lead off with? I've got something, mate, and it's inspired by my good mates over at the Purple Rain. Shout out to the Purple Rain. Uh, if anyone's a, lis- a listener of here, they're obviously a listener of Purple Rain. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Duck and Oz love, and it's, it's some of the funniest humour. I love listening to them talk about this, about Tabernar. Uh When he comes to the Gabba, he becomes Grabinar and uh, or Gabinar, <laughs> and uh, actually turns it on for once rather than being a big spud. So I'm going to tip for that to happen again and him to kick probably three goals, um, but hopefully he kicks five. But I don't want him to steal any of Rickety Cricket's goals. No, so I'd love tabs to get, for a big game. Tabs for a big game. I'd love to go with Rickety Cricket coming home with a bag, but I've already brought that up, so I've already predicted it. I'm going to throw in um, – Last week's prediction, I'm going to back it up and just throw it in again, Juddy, because I really want to see it for for a number Good of boy reasons. boy, Fife. I just love to see Fife fire. Um, just get the game he probably deserves. Just get, you know, I, and I don't think Brisbane will be able to tag or their midfield won't be able to get on top a lot. I just well, like to see Mitch Robinson is injured, who's tagged him previously. Yeah, definitely. So I don't. Do they have a tag anymore besides Mitch Robinson? I think I think Fife will be fine. It'll be against um, Beams. And Rockcliffe and, you know, um, Zorko, who aren't, you know, they're just going to go head-to-head with the other. They're not going not gonna to try and um, tag you or anything. So hopefully yeah, so just be a shootout in the mids. That's my prediction, that I think he's going to get up and have a big game. And hopefully... I'd, I'd love it. 
hopefully everyone responds after two probably pretty disappointing weeks. And I think we head into the bye. Yeah, we've got the bye so after really that. Like so we'd really head in with a win. Yeah, it's a long journey, the old Perth to Brisbane. Um, yeah, good time to have it. Yeah. So before the bye is all right, um, rather than having it off a six-day break, which we probably in the in the past would have. Um, very good. All right, well, hopefully Fife kicks a bag. Well, no, hopefully Grabinar kicks a bag and Fife kicks it to him to kick those bags. So, Definitely. Um, we'll, we'll catch up next week, mate, and... Um, Oh, let's hopefully get into the into the break at seven and five, hey? Oh, I look forward to it, Juddy. Enjoy the game, mate. Will do, mate. Talk to you soon. See ya.